name is Fortune Teller Baba, and you're listening to the Hermit Style Podcast. Now, where's my brother? I need my 10 zenny back with 57 years interest. Welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast. Talking all about the Dragon Ball Supercard game. From competitive play to the world of collecting, with your host, Jimmy Bacon. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, everybody? Hermit Style Podcast. We're back. New year. It is literally January 1st, 2022, as I record this. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for sticking with us another year. I know I had a couple weeks off. Things were just too busy with all you know, all, all the normal holiday stuff, family stuff, things like that. Uh, but we're back. We're back on track and huge news to announce today. Uh, if you've been an avid listener of the podcast for the past few months, I've alluded to some very big things that are coming up and I finally get to announce some of them. So I'm really excited to do that today. Uh, there's so, so, so much to go over. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Worlds happened and it's over since we last talked. Um, so we have that to talk about. There's new reveals. Mythic Booster came out. All these different things. Uh, there's a lot happening. A lot happening. But I'm happy to be back. Happy to be back on track. Uh, now that the holidays are done with, we're back to our normal weekly episodes. And, uh, and we have the second part of the podcast with Joku. So if you haven't heard that one yet, highly recommend go back, listen to the last episode. You can hear part one. You will be confused when we get to the main topic today if you have not listened to it. So definitely, uh, you know, check that out if you're interested and then you can tune back into this one. But we do have a lot of news to go over today. Um, I'm excited. And actually, before we get into news, I'm super pumped on this. If you check out the Hermit Style Instagram I just made a new post with some of my favorite pickups over the past year, and I used this new light box that I got for Christmas. It's really sick, and I can put in all these different filters and things, and then the background is so clean in it, I can remove it and do all these cool effects. So I've been having some fun playing around with that thing. You can see in the post I did a bunch of stuff with the cards. I thought they came out cool, uh, but you can let me know what you think. But I put up some of my favorite cards that came out this year, or at least cards that I just picked up this year. That um, meant a lot to me. So if you check those out, there's 10 different uh, pictures you can scroll through and see. I thought it was pretty interesting. Of course, we've got the the alt art, the parallel secret from Dragon Ball Super Heroes on there. We've got the Nats Finals cards and a bunch of others. It's, pre- it's pretty dope. Check it out. But um, but yeah, hopefully everyone had a good holiday. Hopefully everyone had a, a happy New Year's. And um, I mean, let's just get in the news. News from the Lookout. Okay, so first up, I'm not going to waste any time. We're going to go right into it. The big news, this is actually a three, it's actually like three announcements in one that we're doing, really four announcements in one that we're doing all together at the same time. If you are in tune with the Discord, you have already heard most of this, so I apologize, you have to listen to it again, but if you're not in the Discord, you probably have no idea. So... It is official. I have 
opened up an online store for trading card games. Hermitstyle.com is officially open. It's live. You can check it out. I have all sorts of things up there. It's 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 amazing. <laughs> I've I've put so much work into this and I've had to keep it under wraps just because I didn't want to put this out there if I wasn't going to get the accounts I needed to actually open the store. Uh, but we did it. We made it. I'm very happy to say I'll be able to offer sealed Dragon Ball Super Card Game product. Now, the only bad news is that the next two sets, they literally have already cut off ordering on. They do it way, 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 way in ahead. I don't even get to know anything about the set when, when I order stuff, but that's okay. The point is, after the next two sets are done with, moving forward, you'll be able to get all of your sealed product from Hermit Style, which is super dope. Um... But check out the store. I already have some stuff on there. I actually have a bunch of Dragon Shield sleeves I just got in. I'm going to put up on there. And I'm going to have some fun things. Like I, I picked up some Harry Potter board games that I'll have available for everybody. So there'll be a wide range of things. But whether you're into Dragon Ball, Pokemon, Digimon, we're going to have it all. So that's really, really exciting. A huge step uh, for me as I move forward and really try and make it go with this as my, my full-time, my career. Just opening up my own store. So I'm really excited. Check it out. Let me know what you think. If there are products that you need or want in the gaming space, let me know. I have access to almost any brand. I think Magic the Gathering is one of the only I can't carry because you have to be a brick and mortar store. But outside of that, I can get almost anything now. So definitely let me know if you need things. I'm happy to help you out. And um, there's other things on the website, too. You can check out stuff about the podcast, uh, different things that we're doing. Uh, there's things on there about the team, um, just about Hermit Style in general. And of course we plug the discord on there. Got to do that. So uh, let me know what you think. Check it out. But yeah, super, super exciting, which leads into the second part of this. We've also officially opened the Hermit Style Patreon. Now, before everyone, <laughs> before everyone comes at me screaming paywalls and, and brings out their pitchforks, Nothing is changing. All the same free content I do is staying free. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, a lot of people have asked for really more than I can offer. Um, you know, that people have asked for coaching. Um, I've had a lot of requests for like really breaking down decks and giving more explicit feedback and things like that. So we wanted to give those things that we've been asked for. And there's just been people wondering how to support Hermit Style. And in the past, a lot of people have boosted the Discord server, which is great. We really appreciate that. But here's the thing. The Discord server, Discord lowered the requirements just a couple months ago. So it used to, we used to have to hit 30. But now you only need 14 boosts in Discord to become a level 3 server. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, Discord is our community. You should definitely join. Uh, we talk and play Dragon Ball all day long in there. There's literally people talking about Dragon Ball at this second. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you got to join. If you're not in there, it is like the underground community for Dragon Ball. Uh, <laughs> it's the best place to be. We just passed a thousand members, which another part of the news segment, we passed a thousand members. That's huge. Uh, but yeah, but anyways, uh, yeah, a lot of people showed support by boosting the Discord server, which essentially just makes our Discord better. We get better quality streaming when you guys play on video and um, just, just things like that. We get little perks, right? Well, we are already over 30 boosts. That means we have already doubled the amount that we want. And although I appreciate the boosts, we really don't need them at this point. Uh, the boosts are, are they're flowing strong. 
Um, so if you do want to support Hermit Style, uh, we have tiers starting as low as $3 that go all the way up for all different kinds of perks. Whether you want coaching, access to our strategy articles, videos, I just put up a 2,500 word article on an in-depth guide on how to play Hatchyak with my list that I played at Nats. Uh, so far, it's already gotten a lot of really good feedback. So we're going to be doing lots of things like that where we will make it worth your, you know, worth your time if you, uh, if you are into that sort of thing. And if you're not, it really doesn't matter. We're still doing the same thing. We're still doing podcasts. Still, we're still getting the YouTube videos going. We're still running the Discord. Like I said, all the same things that you guys have had that we've offered, you still have. This is just for those that want more. Um, because it requires so much extra time and effort, that's where the Patreon tiers and subscriptions come in. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, definitely check it out. I am doing a special for those who subscribe to a certain tier. Um, I believe it is, <laughs> I got to remember all the tier names. I believe it's the Hermit Master tier. You'll see it when you go on pa Patreon, but there's a set amount of metal tokens that I'm going to give out for free for those who subscribe to that tier first. That uh, that little giveaway goes on for a couple weeks. So if you want to get in on that, definitely do it. And then once we hit 50 patrons, I've made it a goal. I've obligated myself. We will run the next Hermit Style World Tournament. So just a cool little goal that we can kind of, you know, set up for and, and work towards. And then when we get there, we can celebrate with a big tournament. So that's what's going on with the Patreon. Definitely check it out. I will have the link in the description and the link in the Discord if you would like to join. Um, and then third, the third big news, so we're not done yet, um, a little off topic from Hermit Style, but my family and I are opening up a business called Bacon's Custom Carving. And I know you're like, why the heck am I talking about this on a Dragon Ball Supercar Game podcast? Well, we are going to offer custom woodcarved products specifically for trading card games. So I'm working on a prototype for displays for cards where we'll have engraved things on there for like, if you had like, I don't know, like a Goku card, it would have like the name of Goku engraved on it with a little icon of like a Dragon Ball. Or even if you wanted the Hermit style glasses on there, it'll look really nice though. And uh, it'll be a way that you can actually display your cards. And further down the line, I'm also working on a full shadow box display that's set up to just place your cards into uh, so I'm really, really excited about it. We're also doing all sorts of other things, uh, a lot of different types of signs, whether people need them for businesses or like a family sign in their home. Um, but I was like, man, what, what could I do for card games? And I was thinking about all these cards that I have trouble displaying. And I was like, that's it. I need to make a card, a card display. Cause that's what I want. <laughs> Uh, I was like, so even if no one else wants these, I want them. So <laughs> I will make good use of them, even if no one would want any. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep everyone posted. You can stay tuned to Instagram. I'll, I'll be posting things on there as I get those made. Uh, but definitely show some love. Follow our page. It's Bacon's Custom Carving on Instagram. Uh, posted up some signs that we've done on there. And of course, if you need a sign, let me know. I'll hook you up. All right. And then the fourth big announcement and then I promise we're done with big announcements. Then we can go into normal news. Fourth big announcement, though, uh, we are going to host Hermit-style celebrations. Uh, we recently, like I said earlier in the podcast, hit 1,000 members in Discord, which is a huge milestone. Um, I'm so pumped. I mean, seriously, thank you to everybody who's in there. Um, it's, it's such an amazing place to be, the most welcoming community, and hitting 1,000 is just huge. Huge, huge, huge. So I'm so excited. I wanted to put on a big event to celebrate. 
So we're calling it Hermit Style Celebrations. And it's going to be about seven hours long. It's going to be a long live stream event. We're going to do like a full day, essentially. Uh, Lobat Productions is going to help me professionally produce it and put it on. It'll be ran through the Hermit Style YouTube channel. And it's just going to be all sorts of things going on with a set schedule. So we're going to have all sorts of different events, like a live podcast. I'm going to bring on special guests, like Joku's actually going to come back for it. Um, I'm actually going to get Evan U7, for those of you know who know Evan U7 from the Facebook group. Um, he said he was going to try and come on. I talked to Joey from Crossworld. He's going to try and come on. Um, I've talked to Sublet. Uh, he's down to be a part of it. And we're just going to have all types of different things going on. We're going to do interviews. We're going to do uh, podcasts. We're do team talks we're going to have feature matches that you can watch of high level dragon ball play we're going to do um, giveaways all sorts of things but here's the best part the whole event is going to be focused on charity so i'm working it out with a couple nonprofits. i won't name names on the show yet because i haven't actually finished getting all the details squared away with them but essentially what we're going to do is with a nonprofit organization, we're going to set it up almost like a telethon where we'll be accepting donations throughout the entire live stream. And there'll actually be a pledge that you can sign up for with me. Um, that'll be based on people who join the discord or subscribe to hermit style. So it's going to be amazing. I'm hoping that we can raise a lot of money for a good cause and just have a super dope fun day playing dragon ball, talking dragon ball, just everything dragon ball. So stay tuned. I'm, pretty ambitious i would like to put on in january uh but at the very late at the very latest it would go on in february so uh just stay you know stay in tune stay in the discord stay tuned to instagram i'll be posting all about it as i get more details and just trying to firm some last things up okay so those are the big announcements hopefully i delivered <laughs> if i didn't i'm sorry <laughs> if you're like man this show's so boring i apologize you can just skip to the main topic <laughs> I always put, fun fact, if you didn't know in the description for these episodes, I always put the timestamps for each segment and a little summary of what each segment, what we talk about. So if you're like, God, I really am tired of him blabbering, you don't have to listen to it. You can, you can jump on to the next part. <laughs> uh, but we do have some other news to talk about. Let's see here. Uh, so let's see. So, oh, Worlds, right? Worlds is done. It's over. Andrew Duvall, USA. Won the whole thing. Shout out to him. Amazing performance. Uh, took down the whole tournament with Icarus. And I mean, you got to be happy. USA wins, right? So I was excited. I was. The event was very well ran. Shout out to Bandai. I, it was really, really fun to watch. If you were not a part of our um, of our uh, event in Discord, you missed out. Next time, you got to be in there. There was little like 20 to 30 of us for every game just watching the stream together and just having a blast. It, it was one of the highlights, honestly, <laughs> of this whole experience of being involved with the community. It was so, so fun. Um, and I didn't even know this until after I recorded the last pod, but a member of our Discord was also in Worlds. So shout out to Pro Ann. If you see Pro Ann in the Discord, I know it's been a couple weeks, but congratulate him anyways. He crushed it at Worlds. Um, sadly, he didn't obviously make it all the way to first place, but he put on an incredible performance. He took a match off the champ, Andrew Duvall, and uh, the play he made with the SCR Secret Ape, the... Um, you know, the, the mass saying great ape, the green one from, I believe it's set 10. Oh my God. He, <laughs> just clapping people with this card. So shout out to him. Um, 
if you, <laughs> you got to see him in the Discord, we changed his name <laughs> completely without his permission to Pro Am the People's Champ, and I put on an icon of the card <laughs> that he will permanently have in the Discord. But uh, oh my gosh, it was so fun rooting for him too. <laughs> we were going crazy every time he won. So, uh, but yeah, World Worlds was great. I think it definitely definitely showcased some of the real strength of some of the top decks out there. Icarus, obviously we've talked about it before. It's one of the best decks. Um, we saw Gogeta Zeno perform well. We saw Cell Surge perform well. Really the only leader we really didn't see was Soul Striker. Other than that, all the ones we've been talking about on the podcast, they were all there. So uh, it was, it was cool to see them really showcase at the highest level of play. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll maybe dive into that a little more next week. I want to actually Start wrapping this up so we can do the main topic. Uh, but I do have a few more pieces of news to cover. So next, Gift Box came out. Um, so if you haven't gotten your hands on one and you want to, uh, I guess you can try and find one. It's the They do this usually every year, Dragon Ball Super Gift Box around the holidays. I'll be honest, I'm very disappointed with it this year. I'm always excited for this product. And this was definitely the most disappointing one that I've seen personally. Um, it just, it didn't do much for me. We didn't get the alt art holiday card that we usually get. There was only four packs of mythic booster in there. And let me tell you, four packs of mythic booster just isn't enough. There's too many duds in this set that like your odds of pulling great are just so slim with just one gift box. And realistically, if it's used what it's intended for, just giving it as a gift to someone, I mean, it kind of sucks to open it up and it's just all duds in the box. So I don't know. I was a little bummed out about the product. The sleeves are cool. The deck box is cool, I guess. I don't really use those kinds of deck boxes, but if you like it, I guess that's pretty cool. That might give you some more value in it. But if you don't care about the sleeves, you don't care about the deck box, I would advise against purchasing the product. Honestly, just wait for Mythic Booster to come out. Or if there's cards you really need, I would personally just buy the singles. Uh, that's, that's my plan with Mythic Booster. The values for the cards just... They're not where I would want them to be if I invested heavily into this set or into gift box. So that's just my two cents on it. Um, I will say if you are a collector and you really enjoy the cards, it's a great product because the cards are very high quality. The gold stamp cards look incredible. Um, they look really, really good. The the trunks, I think it's a helping blast. Oh my God, that card, I've pulled that. That card looks phenomenal. Uh, I, w I wish it was good right now and I could play it, but card looks great <laughs> card looks great so yeah the, the the art and everything if you're collecting the set gotta buy it it's a great set but if you're if you're strictly a player competitive player uh, I probably wouldn't buy it and like if you're looking to get value out of it to try and trade or sell to get cards you need um, or just buy it to try and pull a certain card just get singles that's that's just my take though um, so yeah a little disappointed with that one I tell you what I am not disappointed about are the new reveals. If you have not seen the reveals yet, check them out. I have them all posted on the Hermit Style Instagram. They're killing it. These reveals are dope. The U7 deck looks really, really cool, really fun. Could be really strong, too. Um, all the red U7 stuff. And then we got a blocker negate, the blocker token negate for black, um, just like what we got in Battle Evolutions. So that's super sick. And... Um, most importantly, what we saw, the Vegeta SCR. Yo, this SCR is already beautiful, and they confirmed the God Rare. 
Um, we've talked about it at length, and you know, I talked about it with Joku on the show. Man, if it's Vegeta, people are going to lose their minds. Like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to see what this God Rare is. Like, it, it's going to be insane because the Vegeta already looks good, and the card itself is pretty good. So, man, shout out to Bandai. They nailed it this set. I think the timing was perfect. They, I think, although I've said before, I don't really understand collectors being upset because we just got Goku Frieza. They still were. They wanted more than that. So getting this, I mean, this is a gem. Like, and having a main character, a Vegeta SCR. I know I keep saying that, but like, come on, that's crazy. Um, it's pretty rare that we get key characters as SCRs, and especially when they're canon. So, whew, th th this card's sick. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go look at it. Like I said, it's on the Instagram, but super, super exciting. It should be very valuable. And uh, yeah, now, now I think everyone's just extra eager to see what this God Rare is going to be. Earlier today, they revealed the Mira Finn SCR. Honestly, I don't think it's very good. I don't think it has a place right now. Um, it's strong, sure, but there's just other SCRs I want to play over it. I can't really think of many cases where I want to play it um, unless they get rid of some of the boss monsters in the format because basically it's a boss monster SCR in form of a unison. Um, it's strong, very strong effect. I just, I don't know. It's... Uh, not what I would want right now, personally, to play in my decks. I think I would rather have more utility um, than just a powerhouse. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. The ban list could definitely change my opinion on that. Because uh, the card itself, you know, standing alone, just looking at it, very powerful. Very, very powerful card. So um, I will say if it's not in the format and people don't play it and it's cheap, definitely will be a good one to pick up. Because... As soon as there is a ban list that hits the boss monsters for the yellow decks and you need that card, oh man, it's going to go high. <laughs> it's going to go real high. So could definitely be a card to pick up if the value is low at first uh, for the future. But who knows? Obviously, you know, you never know. <laughs> Everything's just speculation. So uh, obviously buy at your own risk. All right, so with that being said, the last two things I want to talk about, giveaway, uh, doing a collaboration with Joku. Uh, we actually talked about it after we had recorded um, the show, but essentially we are going to do a video tutorial series. I'm going to play Ve Starter Deck Vegeta. Uh, Joku's going to play Soul Striker Goku. So we're going to do a, like an epic Goku versus Vegeta match. And we have three versions of the decks we're going to play. We have the base version, which is literally just skillless cards. Then we have the intermediate version, which is a little bit more than that. And then an advanced version, which actually has like a, a some super rares in there a, a, and a bit more of a powerful engine. But the whole point of this video series is going to be to teach new players how to play and bring new players into game so to promote that we are giving away three copies of each advanced deck and each deck has an scr that means we are giving away six scrs everybody six scrs it was originally supposed to end today but we extended the giveaway one week so you can still enter here's what you have to do get three friends tell them to subscribe to hermit style tell them to subscribe to joku dmd on youtube for both of us and send them and have them send you a screenshot that's it. Take that screenshot, post it in the Hermit Style Discord in the giveaway channel, and you are entered. But it has to be three three screenshots from three friends where we can see 
that they subscribed. And you're in. That's it. Once you put those three in, we're going to pick winners. And if you win, you win the whole deck that we're going to play with, including the SCR. How sick is that? I mean, <laughs> come on. You got to enter. It's so easy. And I mean, it, I mean, I know. Sometimes it's hard to get your friends to subscribe and send you the screenshot. But I said it last week. It's 2021. Just tell them to take their phone and hit the screenshot button and text it to you. It's really not that hard. Really not that hard. And we're giving away six SCRs. So you got to work a little bit for it. A little bit more than just a comment. Because it's a lot that we're giving away. So, but we wanted to do this. We wanted to make it fun. And the video series should be really dope. So, the, and the whole point of telling your friends is because there are also people who could enter as new players and potentially win these decks and actually be of use. They could go take these decks and play in locals with them. So that's the whole idea is just to draw new players and get more people playing the game. So hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully you like it. And uh, yeah, I'm super pumped to do it. So I will give you more details as they become available to me. But last thing before we get into the main topic is the Hermit Style Winter League is in full effect. If you are not playing, go join it. It is literally so fun and the most popular event we have ever ran. Shout out to Brant, Nuke and Foobs. He's running the whole thing for me and he's doing a phenomenal job, but it's set up like Pokemon. You go in and you literally get to battle gym leaders. By battle, I mean you're playing them in a match of Dragon Ball. And if you win, you win their batch. We have 10 badges total. Win all 10 badges and you get to play against the Elite Four. How cool is that? Come on. We have a, we have over 120 people playing right now. So lots of people participating, plenty of time to play. You still have literally 20 days to get your games in. And if you earn at least eight badges, you get invited to a special tournament at the end. So it's completely free. You have nothing to lose. Go join. It's a blast. I promise we're all having fun with it. All right, and that's it. The news is finally over. Sorry that was so long. It's been a while, though, since I talked. I had so much to say. There's so much more I want to say, but for the sake of brevity, <laughs> I guess I can't even say brevity at this point, but for the sake of the podcast not going on endless hours, I will stop. We'll pick back up next week with some more news and talk some more. Let's get back into Joku's trance. Turtle School Weekly Focus. So I, can I ask you questions? Yeah. I feel like I've been talking a lot on sure. your show. Um, what made you want to do this podcast? Oh, that's a good question. So I would say, so content creation in general is something I've always been like super interested in since I was like mm -hmm. young. I've always wanted to like just make stuff on my computer. Like I just always wanted cool. to do that when I was in high school, I actually started a video production company and I was like going out and like filming oh. like martial arts tournaments. And like, I was working with like local MMA fighters huh. and I was like making them fight reels that they could send out to like pro organizations so they could get essentially hired and signed. Hey, to... Where'd you grow up? Uh, I've, I grew up in Virginia beach. I'm from Philly, but I moved to Virginia oh, beach when I was pretty young. Okay. And, um, so yeah, I've always been like super invested just in like content creation, whether it's just like making something cool in Photoshop or like making a video, like learning, like learning the whole Adobe suite was like so cool to me. <laughs> like I, I would put yeah. just hours into my computer, like trying to learn it. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden like pranks were like a big thing. And I was like, Oh, let's do, let's, let's do like pranks. And we like did this song <laughs> in a Taco Bell drive through 
and we sang to the lady and it like it didn't go viral but for like a 16 year old we got like 10,000 views and we were like this is so yeah, cool yeah that's huge man yeah and uh um, better than the video i made when i was 16 <laughs> well don't <laughs> worry all the other ones didn't go anywhere so. <laughs> um but yeah, it was just something I was always interested in. And then when the game came out, um, I was playing a lot and I wasn't that good. And then I stumbled across Danny Hype and I was like, whoa, this guy is like really good. And he seems like a nice guy. And I was like, that's, that's pretty cool. Like we didn't have a ton of like big like content creators or role models, if you will, mm -hmm. in the game yet. It was like brand new. And I was yeah. like, okay, so like I watch his videos and I'd like build some of his decks and I'd test a little bit. And then I was playing on Octagon. I don't know if you ever played Dragon Ball on Octagon before, uh, but it oh, was. Oh, what is Octagon? Octagon was what everyone used before Untap was a thing. So that oh, was just like. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was just like whatever. It's still around. Just most people just switch to Untap because essentially yeah. the guy who does all the art. For, well, art. He he puts all the images up on Octagon. He got mad one day. There's like a big fallout in the community, and he got so mad he took all the images down for like a month. And everyone was like, "Shoot, where do we play?" And then all of a sudden, untap, <laughs> and just no one switched back really after that whole fiasco. Yeah. But anyways, huh. I was uh, so I, I played on Octagon at the time, like constantly. I was in business school at the time, and I was running our martial arts school, and I had just like a ton of free time. I would, you know, do a few hours of school. I'd run the business for like five or six hours. And then like the rest of the day, I'd just be on Octagon playing Dragon Ball. That's all I did. And I saw Danny Hype pop up and I was like, oh, that's that guy I watch. I was like, that's so cool. So I like jumped in his game real quick and we played. And then after our game, he hit me up and was like, hey, man, you're pretty good. Do you want to play again for my stream? And that was just like whoa like that was a big moment for me i was like uh, yeah. yeah yeah i'd be honored to play on your stream and we started playing on his stream a lot and we were testing at the time it was set one i played like some like beerus ramp deck so i could like tap 16 to win it was like blue yellow it was yeah super janky but it was super fun it played like the king cold from set one it played this six drop freezer uh -huh. revenge blocker um but anyways <laughs> we play a lot and it was really fun and i was like man i want to do this so I got together with a couple of our, my local friends and we were like, let's just, let's like, let's start a, a YouTube channel. So we did and we traveled to the first regional in Connecticut. And actually this video is still on my YouTube channel. If y'all want to laugh at me, I tried to vlog. I, I learned that I'm terrible at vlogging. I'm not made for it. Uh, <laughs> it's very embarrassing. So if you want to laugh at me, feel free to look at the first video on Hermit Style YouTube. I think it's the first one. And uh, it's the Connecticut regional blog. And it's basically just me talking to myself in different areas and being like, well, I won this round, guys. It was fun. All right. See you next round. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I was doing that and then it wasn't picking up too much steam. We had a little falling out amongst our little friend group and they went off to do, um, a different team. And then I don't know, it, the dream just kind of died off and I was like, well, I'll just go back to playing. And then, um, fast forward a little bit, I ended up meeting Mike who was the, used to co-host this show with me for a long time. And, um, me and Mike actually played in the set to like the end of the format store championship or whatever. Um, it was uh -huh. me versus him in the finals. And the whole time we were just like cracking jokes back and forth. 
uh, and it was just like a really fun match. And I was like, Hey man, like you're pretty yeah. good. And he was like, Oh, this is my first time playing. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you're, you're, you're pretty good, man. I was like, we should play sometime if you want to come over and like play test. And then we just kind of hit it off and became very close friends. And we isn't would that, have isn't that so cool, man. Isn't that so insanely cool? How like you can make such a good friend out of this fact oh, yeah. that you can put little rectangles with pictures of two-dimensional Japanese characters on them and like make each other feel things. And now like you have this lifelong friend. Yeah. It's just like this common interest that brings you together. And yeah, like I've, I've met some of my closest friends, like Mike, Trevor, everyone on the team, everyone on the discord, yeah. like we're friends. Like, <laughs> yeah, totally. like it's so, Absolutely. it's so cool that like all these awesome friendships and relationships have formed from this game. Yeah. Uh, like a hundred percent. It's so dope. And yeah. me and Mike would, I mean, we'd end up hanging out like multiple times a week, just playing all the time, just playing, playing, yeah. playing constantly. And we would end up usually like after our games, we would, we would just talk about the games and the decks we played for like an hour or two. And one time I was like, man, this is like a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And he was like, yeah, that's pretty dope. And we had actually talked about wanting to do a fantasy football podcast, which actually we still want to do one day. I will do a fantasy football. <laughs> podcast. I'm like super, super into fantasy football. Like it's probably not healthy. Um, <laughs> but uh, we had always talked about doing that. But then we were just always actually talking about Dragon Ball. And I was like, if we just hit record, this is just a podcast we could post. And he was just like, yeah, yeah bet. Let's do it. And um, <laughs> shout great. out to Lobat Productions. That's my good friend, Ethan. He uh, he runs a real video production company like I always wanted to do in high school. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're super legit. And I was like, hey, man, I want to do this podcast. Like, do you have anything I can borrow? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like yeah i got you and like let me borrow this like weird voice recorder thing that basically just plugged into my computer and if you listen to like the first few episodes you can tell the quality's worse because he was just like yeah here's some shit i don't use really like yeah. go ham <laughs> you know have friend buddy and i was like all right let's do it so we did a few episodes and we were like all right i think we got something here i was like let's let's upgrade and I'm the kind of person that I like, I dive all in or I'm not in it at all. Like I was, yeah, yeah. I played in a I band for a while and we were talking about recording and I wanted to do garage recordings. And I was like, I'll just quit. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'll just straight up quit. I was like, if we're doing this, like we're going like super legit. And I found like this, we like travel doing this. Yeah. We're like, going to Lollapalooza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, we, we did though. Like we went to this like legit recording studio, Will Beasley and like Heck. did this like super professional recording. And like, we ended up on work tour from it. Like it was crazy. Really? Yeah. Wow. yeah. And, um, so that kind of just like, that passion always carried with me. So once we were like, okay, we have something, I was like, let's do it. And it was like, I just dumped money. I was like, I need like nice microphones. I need the like full audio interface. I need like the soundboard. I, I need everything. I, I like, I bought this like real expensive, like audio editing software. I didn't even know what the hell it was, but I was like, that said the professionals use it. So I'm buying I mean, it. And like <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can tell, man, like, you know, when I first listened to it, like, I get goosebumps at the beginning of your shows, man. Like it really excites me. I'm like, wow, like, here we go. I get to like jump into this thing, you know, like just Hell take yeah. me. Like I will, 
I will take off all my clothes and jump into a <laughs> sleeping bag covered in coconut oil and slip down into whatever hole did we, that did we we're going to go into. Talking about Dragon Ball, man. Like, take dog, me down the slip and slide. Did we just, going. Do, do we know the new um, Patreon perk of the Joku exclusive shirt? Like, is, is this where we're <laughs> Oh shit. Um but yeah, I guess then from there that was just we we're like let's just do it and personally I was like after we started doing it for a little bit me and Mike were talking and I was like this could be something bigger. Like cuz I'm always I I'm I'm very goal oriented so I'm like okay, sure. it's cool we're doing this, what's next? Um, yeah. like when I was in my band and we played Warped Tour, I was like, okay, that's cool. Now when do we do our own tour? Like and then like we started talking like yeah. people to put that on. So we were like, so why don't we like start a community? Like, let's see if there's a need for it. So we like put a little plug out in the podcast and like a Facebook post. We we're like, Hey, would you guys want like a community to like talk with each other? Like listeners of the show. And, um, a couple people were interested and I was like, sick, let, let's do it. So I put together a discord and this is actually how I met Jay, who was the first member of our discord and he's the head of like our moderators in the discord or we call him commie house security. Um, nice. <laughs> but, uh, we, we ended up meeting and I was like, Hey, I was like, do you want to help me test it? And he like helped help me test like everything in the discord. And then we put it out there and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, cool. We got, we were like, Whoa, like 10 people joined. And then we're like, Oh, 20 people joined. And then all of a sudden we we're like, Whoa, we're at a hundred. And now today we're almost at like a thousand members in the discord. It's just crazy. Yeah, it's And awesome, everything man. just kind of built on top of itself. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, dude. It actually it reminds me, I, I missed a very, very important part of my story. When you're talking about meeting Mike, um, did you meet Steve? Uh, the dude that was shooting a lot of video, he was in a no, Joker no. jersey and said Pluto on the back. No, no, no. I didn't um, get to meet he him. He was he was doing video at Nats. And um so when I moved back from Phoenix and didn't have a community to play with, I made a post on Reddit and I was like, Hey, like anybody play Dragon Ball in New Jersey? And he messaged me and he was like, Hey, like we got this place here, we play at this time on this day, and I was like, oh, I don't think I can make it at that time, like with work and stuff. So we had messaged a little bit. I sent him like my social media. I sent him my social security. No, I sent him my social media <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you became and, very uh, close friends. <laughs> yeah, you know, we became very, very close. <laughs> so I walk into Greg's the first night I walk into Greg's and this guy walks up to me. He's like, you're the dude from Reddit. And I was like, <laughs> maybe I am. And he's like, no, no, no. You're definitely the dude from Reddit. Like I looked you up on instagram like i you are you for sure <laughs> and i was like okay and we ended up becoming like super super tight i think like for like weeks before i came like they had a really small community and steve was like yeah this guy from reddit's gonna come and then eventually he just i from what i hear he just started calling me reddit fucker sorry i don't know if i'm allowed to say that <laughs> no you're, you're, you're allowed, allowed. There's... <laughs> but, yeah yeah so he, he i was i was referred to as reddit fucker for weeks before i showed up and then I eventually <laughs> i showed up and and then we got super super tight and actually um the way that i basically got him to nats was i was like dude like for his birthday, basically, I was like, you know, he he's a he's he knows the game really really well, but um, he always wants to play creative stuff. He doesn't want to play meta stuff, and you have a better shot at winning if you play meta stuff. Like every once in a while, you can come up with a with a thing that happens to be meta relevant that does well, but it's 
not as frequent as like just playing a good deck, sure. you know? Yep. So for sure, for sure. He, he didn't really get his Nats invite, but, um, I was talking to my friend at Bandai and I was like, Hey, like I want to bring my buddy Steve to do video for me. I know you guys can't send anybody from Japan. Like maybe he could do video for you guys also. So he basically did like Nats footage for the event. Wow. That's how he was able to get in. Oh man. That's and, so sick. Dude, he like if you see the like i don't know if you saw any like my vlog stuff or anything but like the I did, video I did, yeah. quality is dude it's, oh, it's like crisp. stellar man oh, he yeah. crushed it it's so so good so it's really really cool that like you know the stuff with that i'm doing in my video obviously like i'm not going to have him come record me do every strip him but like we learn so much about growing in these places from the people that we just interact with and like there's such a high ceiling here man like the ceiling is so high and and i feel like what basically when i started making content i was like i just want to raise the bar like i just want to keep raising the bar because if exactly. i raise the bar when people come in like they're gonna have a higher bar that they're gonna have to get to in order for people to take them seriously and like i don't want to make it harder for other people but i want to bring more people into this game and the way people are coming to this game more than anywhere outside of going into a card shop and buying cards is youtube that's where people are finding out about the game. And if they're finding out the get about the game on YouTube and they're watching people's YouTube streams and they can't even see how good the cards look, they're like, why are they going to come to the game? Right? Like the game is for gorgeous. Sure, for like sure. I I really, really prioritize like how I display the cards when I'm opening the cards. Cause I want people to see, like, yo, this is insane. You know? I even <laughs> I don't know. Have you watched any of my Shrippum videos? I have, I have, yeah. So, so, you know, sometimes I'll put on my dental glasses with like the magnification <laughs> on them, you know, <laughs> like, like I'll like point my face. I'm not even looking at the card. I'm just looking at the camera. So it makes my pupils look really big. And I'm like, oh, oh I cut it all up. So it's like all messed up. But I feel like that kind of stuff's entertaining. You know, I think that's entertaining. And then I think the quality of the cards is so amazing that like if there are 30 content creators that are all making videos where you can really, really see how awesome those cards look. People are going to flood to this game, man. Oh, absolutely. I, I because Bandai agree. does not care about advertising. I think I saw the first ad ever on Facebook for like the set. Did you see that ad? No, I, did, I didn't even they see made, that. They made an ad. <laughs> there, was, yeah, there, was, there was an ad on Facebook that was like, you can get these secret rares. And it showed like the secret rares from set six or whatever. The same show on secret rares. <laughs> Which like, um, man, oh, what a weird thing, uh, you know, dropping that before Nats and stuff. I, I have such, I have such mixed feelings about it. You know, I was listening to what you guys have to say, and I feel like from like a player standpoint a, around a game that's like about the experience and like the community of the game, super unhealthy decision to to drop the set. But from the standpoint of the game actually like living, they kind of needed to do that because the set was planned to drop before and if they didn't drop it before nats i don't think they would have been able to sell as much and i think that they oh, were selling sure. in contingency with it right so like oh, i mean really it was, it was absolutely story. a business decision that they were just yeah. forced to make yeah totally um but i mean i was happy i love playing kefla dude that card's so much oh my fun god it's so sick that girl now the nats is, is oh. over because i almost actually played a deck that had kefla but Oh, really? I, uh, yeah. Well, I thought about playing Soul Striker, and then I was like, eh, I don't think it's the way. But uh, no, I, I, uh, 
I immediately though, like I had bought four Keflas just in case I wanted to play the deck, uh, and I was like, no, I'm yeah. still keeping them because now I am playing. I don't care what deck it is, but I'm playing Kefla. That card is too fun it's and too pretty. Way too good. Way too good. And and in Soul Striker, it's one energy. Yeah, it's it's you wild, know? bro. Like what? <laughs> it's so stupid. Hey, one one. Okay, so I one of the things that I that I've learned from Miguel actually that I like to do when I evaluate a card is I try and count the number of things a card does, and then I take that number and I make a ratio based on how much it costs to play the card. So Kefla is weird because she's an arrival, right? She's three energy, two blue and one yellow. So she requires, let's call it one arrival card, right? Because you can have like a blue yellow. So she costs one card plus three energy. But in Soul Striker, it's really one energy. So you're because you're untapping those and leaving those energy from your offensive move and you want to play her on defense, right? So let's say for argument's sake that Kefla costs two, right? She costs one card and one energy. How many things does she do, right? Okay, so she's a blocker. She's double strike. <laughs> she has activate main that gives her dual attack. She can <laughs> tap a card. She can draw two cards. That's two things. She can um, bottom deck something ignoring barrier. Uh, she's a 30 K I count anything over 15 K as a thing. So she's a 30 K. Um, what more do you want? (laughs) She's gorgeous. She's an absolutely gorgeous card, right? If you put her in your energy, she's going to motivate you for the entirety of the game. Let's just, let's call that nine things. Right. And she costs two things. So the thing that happens is the more ener- the higher energy cost a card goes up, the less things it does proportionally. Two to nine is an absolutely insane ratio. That is like, that's better than Obuni. Oh, it's yeah. wild. Oh, the, you know, the card it's is totally, that. totally wild. It, yeah, and like it's it, if that card does not, I hope it doesn't get eroded because I think it's fair enough because I think there are things to no, answer I don't, it and I don't there's think ways to deal with it. Um, I think it's balanced enough and it's a really well-designed card, but, um, it's just, it's insanely good, man. It's so, so good. And I think that card's going to be relevant for, for years. Honestly, it's, it's just so nasty. Yeah, I mean, how um, do you power creep that? <laughs> right, right. Seriously. But that's the other thing that was cool. You know, I played blue, yellow soul striker at Nats and I labbed the list for, God, I must've put like 250 games in to, to try and figure out what that list looked like. And I still didn't have it. You know, it was like, I would say the guy that got to, um, top 16 with soul striker, his name was Daniel Dalby and he's from Phoenix also. And I actually talked to him for, God, I probably talked to him for like two hours before I got on the plane to fly home and just talking to him, like, dude, we figured out so much about the deck, just talking to each other, which is so cool that like a deck that had no data on it right soul striker has data but that package playing the kefla package and the u6 package like that requires a different setup in your engine and it requires a lot of different pieces like the number of three drop unisons that are available for soul striker to use i tried every single one i tested everyone at all the ratios and i still couldn't figure out that gogeta is just captain insano like he is the man and the reason why daniel topped is because of how many gogetas he was running Gogeta is so important in that deck. And it's so hard to figure out how important Gogeta is because it's so hard to read how good Gogeta is. You have to like feel him and play him in the right number of matchups. And once you do, you're like, this guy's insane. This guy's totally insane. 
but I feel like, you know, decks sort of decks get cracked. Like they Icarus right now is solved. It's not, it's not an, a problem anymore. It's not like a thing that people are trying to figure out. Like Icarus is solved. He was solved before the meta and it wasn't that hard to solve him once Bojack got banned because of the new yellow cards that came out. Didn't really change the deck. It's just like the deck is solved. You add these things and you have the solution and that's it. You play the solution, you know, the different problems in the deck and you know how to mathematically get yourself to the places you need to get. But soul striker is a deck that's never really been solved because it's constantly changing because of new cards coming out. So it's like, okay, there's good blue cards. Oh wow. That card's, Three energy. Wait, it's really one energy in Soul Striker. Like every good blue card has Soul Striker printed on it, right? Frisco was the first guy to really be putting the uh, Bojack package in Soul Striker, and once he did, that was just like the bread and butter for everybody, right? Like if you're not playing the Bojack engine in Soul Striker, your Soul Striker deck is just now that much worse than all the other Soul Striker decks out there. And now with Kefla, like blue yellow Soul Striker is insanely strong, but the deck still isn't solved. And I think it's getting there. I I've labbed the list quite a bit, and I feel like my list is like maybe 85, 90% there. I think there's still more to figure out about it, but um it's so cool. It's so fun. There's so many lines of play. There's so much interaction, versatility within the things that you can do that like I just I feel so free when I'm playing it, you know. And I love that feeling of like why I like Super Smash Brothers is because like when you play that game versus like Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, I feel like I'm trapped in two dimensions. Super Smash Brothers, like I can jump everywhere and like do all <laughs> these different things. I'm also better at the game, but like I feel that way when I play Soul Strikers. Like I have so many options, right? Like I have three energy. I can do like 50 things with that those energy, you know? And oh, yeah. having that freedom and ability to choose like creates so much versatility in how you're gonna force your opponent to react to what you're doing. Yeah, and man. um like, it comes to this concept actually that I was talking with Johnny about. Johnny really explained this to me. Um, the concept of check and checkmate in this game, which is a really interesting thing. I didn't really identify it. Johnny and I played, dude, we played so many matches. We he would come over here and we would be up until like six in the morning every weekend night just playing Dragon Ball. Like round, 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 game after game after game after game after game. And um he every time before Johnny's a better player than me. He got unlucky with his matchups and just kind of. I know he was he was next to me at one point. We were talking about it. I heard about that. Yeah, he 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 he's an absolutely amazing player. Um, and had he had better round one and two matchups, he would have been a top sixteen, no doubt. Um, but one of the things that Johnny always does, always on like turn three through five, before he charges, he asks how many cards in hand, and. He explained to me later, he was like, the reason why I do that is because I'm trying to identify where the check is. If I can check you that turn, that means that I might be able to checkmate you. But if I can't check you, then I have to wait until the next turn to set up my check. And you can never know if you can checkmate until you check. But once you check, then you can see that you can checkmate. And he basically explained it like, have you seen Demon Slayer? No, I haven't. So, like, are you familiar with the show at all? There's, like, a, a character named Tanjiro. He has a sword, and he has, like, really good smell, and he kills demons and stuff. And okay, yeah. When he's about when he's about to cut a demon's head off, every time he cut, before he cuts a demon's head off, he sees this opening string, and it goes from his nose. He smells it. It's a string that goes from his nose to the demon's neck, and it, like, gets tight, and then he, like, goes along, and he cuts the demon's head off. And he was like, that is your checkmate. When you can see that string, when you can see that whatever you're going to do is going to leave your opponent no options to get out of you winning the game, 
that's checkmate. And you can only see checkmate once you've established a check. But you have to know if you can get to a check by knowing how many cards your opponent has in hand, how many cards you have in hand, what your board states are, how many super combos are in the drop area, what's in their energy. All of these things, right? All of these pieces come together to be able to create a situation where you can see, can you check? And you have to also be able to see turns ahead if you can check or checkmate. The one misplay I had, I would have been in top 16. The reason why I wasn't in top 16 is because of two misplays. The first misplay I had was against Jordan Beard, who was playing set one Frieza. He was swinging against me, and I had two 10Ks in hand to decide. I had to combo one of them off in order to stay at four life so that he couldn't check me. So I was deciding between, I had two Golden Avengers in hand, and I had one Champa. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to negate with Baby Hatch. That's going to stop his turn, and then I can double strike my Champa. So, or I can double strike my Baby Hatch. What I wasn't thinking about was the fact that he's playing yellow and he probably has final flash, so it didn't matter. So I comboed off one of my Golden Avengers because I was thinking I'm fine with one Golden Avenger, right? So I comboed off the Golden Avenger. Next turn, minus five my baby, play foo. He plays Cold Bloodlust. I counter-countered his Cold Bloodlust, and then he counter-countered my Golden cooler. Avenger with Cooler. Yeah. If uh, I had the other ape yeah, the in hand, ape I would have been able to counter-counter his. So that was my fault for not seeing the checkmate against myself you see what i'm saying oh yeah yeah no for I, sure i i checked myself by comboing off that ape oh, when man, i was trying oh, to think rough, about bro. checkmating oh. my opponent by having the champa for my hatch oh, so man. it's like this it's this concept that like there's so many little bits and pieces of interaction that you have to think about that this game, it really is 4d chess, man. I mean, it's, it's so, there's oh, so much, the, the, the skill cap so, is very so much high. to it. Yeah. It's very, very cool. Um, that's a really unique way of looking at it too. I've never thought about it in like terms of chess and like check and checkmate. That's, that, that's actually really cool. I think the listeners will totally find that is, really man. useful. It totally is. I mean, at the beginning of the game, you're basically moving your pawns, right? You're just charging, playing low energy cards, maybe to draw, set things up. I mean, you're playing a game of chess. You're you're establishing a board, you're establishing your position, and then you're creating a situation. You're creating a fortress around your leader in which your opponent then has to interact through, right? And the unison is basically like your the uh, the move where you, I forget what the castling right you're castling at that point you're keeping your leader behind a unison and then you always have to deal with the unison at this point like can't let a unison sit there unless you can absolutely checkmate through the unison which is very unlikely but it can happen yep. so I yep. think there's um yeah I love this game man <laughs> it, it's amazing <laughs> it's it, it's so cool too that the I would have never thought that the Dragon Ball IP would actually have a card game with such a great foundation. It is like the uh, the foundation they've laid out and like just the core mechanics of the game are just so strong. It's just wild really to me that it's Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like I, like when I was I used to play the spoils. I talk about the spoils a lot on the pod. Actually, you you would probably really enjoy the spoils. I'll have to send you some of the art. You'll be like, "Oh, this is sick." Is it a, is it a card game? It yeah, it's a card game. It's uh if you ever got a pack of Dragon Shields from like Four or five years ago, the back of each one had a spoils advertisement because it was owned by Arcane Tinman, who also owns Dragon Shield. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, I, I was like, 
I went hardcore into that game. I actually, it is probably the only game that I like more than Dragon Ball, um, to be honest. Cool. But barely. Check it They're out, very man. close. But anyways, um, when, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> Spoils. We were talking about I totally games lost, that we really I, like. I totally lost my train of thought, but um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it, it's gone. It's gone. But th- there was there a whole reason behind that. And it it's completely uh it's, it's com it, it's gone away, it's gone. Away. It's okay. It'll it'll probably come back to me later. But anyways, I, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, so what else is going on? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? No, <laughs> um, yeah, but God, that's 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 unfortunate about the whole baby ape thing, and that he it, it's also unfortunate that he like had the answers that he needed too. You know, like he had the one yeah. of cold bloodless. You know, he had the every, which you're probably playing what two coolers. So he had one of a one yeah, of and yeah, one of a two yeah. of. Like that's pretty rough yeah. too. Um, yeah, I mean, dude, the way that it panned out, like I'm so happy with that. How Nats went. I'm so lucky. I'm amazed with the experience you know like this was my first nats ever playing and you know i listened to the podcast that you did with sublet and i I totally went into it thinking you know my win is being here like my win is not only just being here but like i didn't realize how many people have some level of respect for me you know like there were so many people over the course of the weekend i felt tap me on the shoulder hey joku can i take a picture with you i'm like dude only if you give me a hug like what this is awesome (laughs) yeah heck yeah we can take a picture i'll I'll do three different poses like kids used to call me a poser all the time so i got really good at posing i will pose i'm good at that i love it yes thank you tag me please like and and it's cool because i feel like the impact that i've had has really um has has bridged a lot of things like i think people from different clicks of the game have connected through me and i feel like there is a different sense of community around a message that i don't know whether it's working or not but i'm actively trying to put it out there that like hey we're all on the same team we're all in the same boat like however stressed however nervous however i feel at the beginning of nats like i put I did everything that I possibly could to prepare for this. There was nothing else I could have done to get ready for this. I'm playing a deck that I love. I'm playing a deck that I feel like loves me. I put all of my creative energy into making this thing. And at this point now, I get to sit down and play this game that I love with people that I'm going to make amazing friends with, you know? And the play against Jordan, yeah, it was a misplay. Jordan and I had happened to connect with each other, and I got to give him crap for losing games later that day because had he had a better win rate, I would have bubbled in. But <laughs> it's fine. And and the last match, I actually I played Trey. And Trey and I have talked here and there, and um, we hung out like almost the whole day the day before Nats. And we had a really great time hanging out, making jokes, you know, whatever. And I punted the game to him, dude. Like I literally dropped my deck and kicked it as far as I could. The play that I made before he beat me, he won game one, I won game two. Game three, on my turn, we were in time. I played Kefla, uh, double-beamed Kefla. He tapped Kefla with power of a Super Saiyan, and then I swung with my leader and didn't even untap energy. I literally just handed him the oh, game. Oh, no. But by that point in the oh, day, man. I was just, I was so it's fried. It's hard. Yeah, like yeah. My my, you know, I hadn't eaten any food the whole day. Like I was just, I was running on nothing, you know. And at the end of the game, dude, he looked up at me and he was like, "Man, I was so nervous that I was going to lose this game." 
And I was like, yeah, me too. Like what? And he was like, dude, like I had twins at the beginning of COVID. Like the money that I'm going to make from winning this stuff is like going to like really help my family, you know? And like hearing that, like, like I'm not a zillionaire by any stretch of the imagination, but I have a good job and like I'm financially I'm okay. And like, yeah, I want that metal Gogeta leader or whatever. Yeah, I want a shot at winning the Golden Awaken Power. But, like, Trey's a homie, man. And, like, if it was a difference between me coming in 17th and me scrubbing out in 16th and he gets to walk away with the leader and I don't, I'm so happy with him walking away with the leader. You know? And, like, in the long term of the story, 17th is way more memorable than 16th. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you want to know the, the other really crazy part, dude? Is okay. Get this. I don't know if you've ever heard me say this, but in a lot of my videos, I'll say "Holy Hexagon." Yeah, because I love six. I was born on six six. I'm all about hexagons. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I don't have evidence on this, but there's a secret rare that I pulled from Cross Spirits. It was the first secret rare that I pulled. And there's a ton of hexagons in the back of it. And my friend at Bandai was like, hey, did you notice all the hexagons dot, dot, dot? <laughs> so I don't know if that was a shout out to me because he designs the secret rares. But Whoa. you know which secret rare has all the, the hexagons on it? No, what one? Super 17th. Oh my God! Get out of here, dog! Oh my oh, God! No. <laughs> and show the day over before, right there. He's got Trey, <laughs> Trey and I like became bros the day before, right? I have black hair. He has yellow hair, and he basically absorbed me and went into top sixteen. Oh my God! Super seventeen Stop. sibling absorbed Stop. has the yellow hair. Dude. It's too deep, man. It's too deep. We rode the pirate ship <laughs> all the way down to the bottom of the spiral. We just spun down all the way, and we're in there, man. Oh my goodness. That's, then that's how I started playing Dragon Ball. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. Well, man, that that's amazing though. Like seriously, you should be so proud of yourself, man. I I was really Thanks, stoked dude. to see that you you made it into Thanks, that man. top 32. I mean, obviously, it sucks yeah. to bubble out, but like that's a that's a huge freaking accomplishment. Yeah, yeah, I I really feel proud of it, and I feel proud that I, you know, I played something original. I gave it my all. I made so many friends, and um you know, I really the only reason the only reason I wanted to win nationals was so I could come back and tell my patients I'm your dentist and I'm the national champion at the Dragon Ball Supercar game. <laughs> you, you, you would be my dentist forever if my <laughs> dentist ever said that. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, man. But yeah, it was, it was really uh, cool. And, and I mean, it, I, it's it's exciting. Hopefully, you know we'll get to do more in person events. You know that that like oh yeah, I, we can I all hope travel so. to. It was so fun. It's so fun. It's, yeah, so, it's so funny. Such a, such a good time. I was talking. Um, there's a podcast that I'm well. Technically, anyone listening to this will have already heard it, but I'm releasing it later today. Um, but I, we 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 did our Nats recap. I had Nick on. Um, who. Uh, he, he topped Nats and then I gave my Nats experience as well. Yes. Yep. Did uh, I say that right? Man, don't ask me. 
<laughs> I mess it up every time I say it. Nick's gonna think that's hilarious that you just asked though. Ask him. I messed it up on the show and live on the show. He was like, Do you wanna start over? I said, No, 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 this is gold. This is gold. It stays. <laughs> Uh, so now I think I'm just going to have to come up with different pronunci- like pronunciations of his name. So er- every time I say it, I can say something that just isn't correct on purpose. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, that, that Nick, but it was so funny cause we were talking and like, um, I had a couple unfortunate things happen during my run and, um, all, all in the past now, but I was pretty upset about it at the time, uh, with poor uh-huh. rulings essentially. And, uh- bummer but it happens it happens and i was sure. uh but I, I was i was pretty upset and then another guy on our team he had a, also a pretty poor ruling that we'll talk about later but anyways we were, we were both like pretty freaking bummed and just kind of like you know yeah. just ranting about it and then we're all standing around like waiting and Nick was X2 and we were like, man, I hope he gets in, but it's going to be tough. And they like announced his name. And from like that point forward, it was just amazing. Like we were just celebrating. It was fun. That night was incredible. Like we hung out, we got food the next day. Like I didn't even care about the UW block tournament. It was just like, I'm trying to hang with the homies. Like it was just such a fun time that if like, shout out to Bandai for doing webcam events. I think they're actually amazing for the game, but there's nothing that beats an IRL event. Like no, it's that, no way, man. It's not yeah, even not the even feeling like, at the tournament. Yeah. Like it's not even playing. It's all the other stuff. Like all those Dude, friendships yeah, that you've same, made man. and you've gotten now I'm like, there's so many people from the Discord that I talk to literally every day that I got to meet in person for the first time and just eat tacos with. I'm like, dog, this amazing. is this is so cool. It's amazing. Yeah, like it's too cool. And I've said this so many times, like when I when it's funny. I had a, I do a, um, a segment at the end of the podcast, Monaco's delivery service where I like answer, I love it. uh, love l- it. listener questions. And, yeah. um, one day Monaco brought in a question and it was basically like <laughs> your like craziest, like play in a tournament. And I like, like, I know I've had crazy things happen in IRL tournaments. I like, couldn't think of one. When I went back to think of tournaments, it was all like, man, remember this one time at the hotel room or this one time at the restaurant yeah. or this, like, <laughs> you know, on the plane. I'm like, that's all I could remember. Like those were like every, all the memories that popped in Joku my mind. Joku managed to fit chopsticks in his mouth and his nose at the same time. That was crazy. That was the craziest play I've ever seen. And then he started doing this thing with his hands. We like put them up to the side and there was like beer falling out of his pockets. That was exactly like but like those are all things that pop in my head and i'm like that's what you can't replicate with and i mean like we try like we we have a a channel in the discord called chamber chillin where in between rounds of webcam tournaments we'll have like 30 of us in there like all with our webcams on just shooting the shit so it's it makes it kind of reminiscent of a tournament but it's yeah. still like nothing can beat the memories you make with all the great friendships you've made at these IRL oh, events. Totally like man. nothing tops that. Absolutely. Most definitely. Yeah. It really, really is like too cool. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, so, so fun. It's it's funny actually. Um, You know, uh, Eggman Hayden. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, um, when I started making content, I was like, I want to figure out how to bring the community together. Like I want to do everything I can. And I think one of the big ways to do it is by bringing the content creators together because the content creators are not aligned in this game. Right. Everybody is like salty at the super players for like having a lot of subscribers. Everybody knows, um, 
a Joey is like the best competitive resource, right? Like Hayden's yeah, doing his sure. own thing. Like stage zero has their own thing. Like everybody, like there's all this division. Right. And I was like, I know that the last game I was a part of blew up when I started making content because I became friends with everybody and I got everybody on my channel. I went on everybody else's channel and I was like, Hey, like we're all friends. We all do the same thing. Like we all like the same stuff. We're not competing against each other like this. We have to actually work together to make this bigger. That's not, it's not about like, I have more subscribers than you and I have more clout. That doesn't matter. Like we're all trying to grow this thing that we like. So we work together and the game like popped off in so many different directions after that. So when I started making content for this, I was like, I want to make friends with every single content creator that I know. Right. Like I hit up Joey. We did the in Joku's pants thing. I hit up, uh, you know, t Tony from Tony from, uh, the super plays actually, he right. was one of the first friends I had in the community. Nice. Uh, I watched one of his videos and when I was like, in his comments, I was like, Hey man, I want to make you a t-shirt. He was like, all right, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And we like became homies like right off the bat, you know? So I was connecting all these different people and I like reached out to Eggman a bunch of times and he like never responded. Right. <laughs> so like <laughs> one time, <laughs> One time he made a video and like he comes off a little like standoffish, you know, he's a little bit like, I, I don't know, like in, in like his video, it, there's a, there's an air of like something that like, I just didn't quite click with. And, um, I've, I've commented on his videos and like, he made this one video about, um, the, the victory strike, the like turn two victory strike and sell thing. You remember when that was happening yeah, yeah, yeah. before they routed the a drop or, or the, yep. limited the a drop. Yep. So I commented in one of his videos and I was like, dude, this deck is so awesome. Like I can't wait to play it. The only problem is there's like three cards that don't come in parallel foil. So I don't think that I can play those cards because I don't want to have non foils in my deck. <laughs> <laughs> and his response to my comment was like, it was like, I guess that stimmy check hitting or something like that. And I like, I've got like enraged. I was like, Oh my God, this guy's making me feel so many things. I love it. He has to become my nemesis. Like I'm going to make him my nemesis. And it's perfect because when I tell people my name, I tell people my name rhymes with Sonic, but it starts with a J and I've loved Sonic since I was a kid. I used to tell people my name was Johnic Sonic tall when I was in like second grade. So if I'm like Sonic, that means that Eggman is the perfect nemesis for me. So I made this super long post of like, it was before I was going somewhere and I looked just like a, you know, psychedelic maniac traveling through the airport. I have like my commando boots on and like crazy Fujito <laughs> pants and like my hat and glasses. I'm doing oh, this yeah. like really gangster pose where I'm like pointing at my shoe. And I wrote this like super long post about like how Eggman was now my rival. I was like, I'm declaring <laughs> you as my nemesis. Like the things that you made me feel when you wrote this comment were amazing. I've never felt this kind of way before. Everybody's so nice to me. I've never had somebody treat me like this and I'm fascinated by it. And I can't wait for you to be my rival. I'm going to find you at an event and I'm going to play you probably with a deck that you built and try and figure out how to beat you. Like, it's like this <laughs> super, super, like, long, ridiculous thing. So it just kind of like fizzled away. You know, it's just like some joke I made that like some of my friends saw. And I think, you know, maybe some people in the community were aware of it. And then for the uh, SCR showdown thing, we ended up being in a group chat together. And I was like, hey, why haven't you ever accepted my friend requests? <laughs> he, was like, he was like oh i never saw it and i was like i'll send it again and then he like accepted it and i was like um oh by the way like you're my rival <laughs> he's, like, he's like what and i was like 
yeah, yeah. Like here's this post I made and I like screenshotted it and sent it to him. And he, I was like, so want to be my rival? <laughs> he was like, he was like, I don't know, man. Like I'm a little uncomfortable with this. Like I don't want people to take stuff the wrong way. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, I just think internet beef is funny. Uh, I was like, we should do like a, we should do a battle with each other though, since we're both playing Bojack. So we ended up doing like a post SCR showdown battle of me versus him. And and we like made a joke about it being like whoever won gets to be like Bojack's first mate and like swap the poop deck sort of thing. But he he's actually like a really really sweet cool guy. Like I like him a lot. He's really really cool. And we ended up becoming like really good friends through like doing this content creator thing. And I told him I was like, if you beat me, like I'm sending you a care package. I was gonna send him a care package anyway, but I sent him a package like a T-shirt and pins and like all this cool stuff. And it was like, hey, thanks for all this stuff, man. You know, like we really connected and became like closer after that. I think just he just has like life stuff going on and he's not like constantly looking at his socials. And I just expect that everybody's going to see the signals that I'm sending out towards them for whatever right. self-absorbed reason. <laughs> but um, we got we actually met each other at Nats and had like a great time talking about stuff. We were like, we have so much in common. Like there, he actually lives in Phoenix now. And I was in Phoenix last weekend and we were at to a uh, drag show for my fiance's birthday. And I like hit him up and I was like, dude, come to this drag show. And he like came out and we were all hanging out. Like it's really, really fun, but it's cool. Even that, like the things that, right. Like if this were just like an online gaming game, right. And there wasn't in-person reaction, it's likely that like we would have had some kind of a beef in some form or another, if we never actually met. Right. But yeah. having the opportunity to meet each other and being like, you know, it's that kind of thing where like when you're driving in the car and you need to like pull in, like in front of somebody in like a lane and they don't want to let you in cause just your turn signals <laughs> on. And then like you roll down the window and you stick your hand out and they're like, Oh my God, you're a human being in there. Like, yeah, get in front of me, man. Like I didn't even <laughs> actually need to go anywhere. I will stop. I'll stop all 500 people behind me. Like, I thought get that was in just there, a machine. Dude. Like you go, I thought that was just a bomb that kills people. Like, get in there, man. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you know, but, um, but that human interaction, it's such a valuable, valuable thing. And I think that's, that's one of the things that really drew me to this game. And, um, you know, you were talking about creating a, a community when I quit, the the marvel game that i played um it was bad man I, I was playing like eight and a half hours a day every single day i was waking up in the middle of the night running arenas like i was on like the top team i, I was running multiple accounts there was like there's so much that was like Whew. my life was involved with that thing and i realized i was like damn you know like i'm gonna be a doctor and if i'm gonna be a doctor and i'm doing this for eight and a half hours a day that's really unfair to my patients and i have to quit this and it was really wearing on like all the relationships in my life, basically, like my brother, my family, my fiance, my friends, like everybody like hated that game, you know, and I was just so nasty at it. So I loved it. But <laughs> when I quit, I, uh, I made a video game addiction support group in lineup and it's a really amazing thing being able to bring people together over something gaming related, because like we said before, like so many different walks of life coming together over these things that, like we kind of need each other in some way you know yeah, and like sure. being able to be there for each other like really helps you feel less alone because there's so many people in the world now and we're on into these like so many different things and it's so easy to just all of a sudden feel completely isolated and alone but we're not we're totally not and to have that community is like i think something that really helps people feel value in themselves and like even coming at it from like a mental health aspect, you know, like helping with depression, anxiety, like 
all these things that people struggle with, like knowing that there's a community that you're not alone. You're not the only one that's just into this. Like, yeah, maybe five other people in your local area play, but there's thousands of us and we get together and like, we have these cool tournaments and hold up these shiny metal cards. And, you know, we're in Hawaii, we're in California, we're in Texas, we're in Omaha, like whatever, we're all over the place. And it's really reassuring to feel that sense of connection. So I really respect you for creating that. I think it's a really important thing. I, I really appreciate that, man. That was very well said too. Um, Thanks. And I, I like, and I mean, really the same to you though. I mean, you're going out of your way to try and unite like everyone. And I mean, you are also creating and you have created this community of your own. And now it's how do we take, what we've created and elevate it and work together to bring the game up. And we'll, we can even take this back to what we talked about way earlier in our conversation. Dragon ball is so huge. And the card game has such a small, small, small portion of people who enjoy dragon ball. It's the keystone of this whole thing, dude. And really all is. the things we're doing, if we can continue to elevate like this game can expand like crazy, but we have to be able to get it there. So yeah, I'm, I'm and, with you. And it's and it's really on us. It really is because I'm convinced. I could be wrong about this, but I'm convinced that this game is a passion project. I do not think that this game is like what Dragon Ball Heroes is. Yeah, I Dragon can Ball see it. Heroes makes money it has advertising it has a promotional anime in japan you know it's this thing oh, that yeah. japan it's, it's has. way bigger They're like this it's is been around ours. for so this much longer our thing yeah it's like their thing they hold on to it it doesn't really go anywhere else in the world you have to go to japan if you actually want to play it on arcade machines like it's this the, the machines actually say that they won't boot up when a dragon ball heroes arcade machine turns on i'm the guy that's the last person to leave the arcade every night in japan i stay in the arcade until the song comes on there's a song that comes on in every arcade when it's time to close and it's some like <laughs> nice. weird song and i'm always <laughs> that guy and when the when the machine turns off it says that it won't boot up in other countries that machine is is region locked so you can't play dragon ball heroes outside of japan <laughs> And that's like their thing, right? And they're cool with yeah. advertising there because everybody knows about Goku, right? But when it comes to Dragon Ball in the world outside, I'm pretty sure how this game came about was I think it was two guys like from Yu-Gi-Oh! and Magic or something like that that have experience designing card games and they went to Bandai and they're like, hey, like we're good at making card games and we really, really like Dragon Ball. Like, Can we use the intellectual property? And Bandai's like, sure. So they make it and they're just obsessed with making it cooler. Like, how can we make it cooler? Like, what kind of interaction can we add that's going to, like, make this new interaction better, right? Like, what can we make, what can we put in here? What's worked in other games that we can implement here in a better way, right? And they don't care about people coming to the game that much. Like, yeah, they put some energy into it. But if they really cared about, like, getting people to start playing this game, they would make beginner decks that are 100% skillless cards. You can't learn this game with a card that has seven different interactions <laughs> on it when you play it. Man, demoing you know? the game with you, some of the demo decks, oh my, sometimes it is it's impossible, so hard. Man. You literally, you need a deck with skillless cards, negates, and that's it. 
just skillless cards and negates. If you have skillless cards and negates, and you can just play the game with skillless cards and negates, you can learn how to play a battle card. You can learn how to attack with a battle card. You can learn how to counter. And I sent that to my my friend at Bandai, dude. I made decks for each color, and I was like, look, it's a skillless deck that works. That actually has some other cool stuff in it. You can put a unison in it, whatever. Like you can have a bunch of skillless cards, and people can learn how to play the game, right? Like you don't bring somebody into chemistry, and you're like, here. This is what cyclohexene looks like. Like, no, you have to know what carbon is if you're going to understand what cyclohexene is, right? Like, you can't just jump into like this advanced stuff. You have to learn the basics. And I actually got the idea from my friend who is really into magic, and he's he's actually one of the best violinists in the world. He's like a renowned violinist, oh, Noah, wow. if you're listening to this. But he came by and he was like, "Dude, I really like this game, but I feel like it would be a lot easier to learn if all these words weren't on these cards." <laughs> and I was like, "Ding, yes." <laughs> I know how to do that. So I think that there could totally be like entry level decks. And I think what would be awesome also is after Nats, like they should print Andrew Duvall's deck. They should print Jared's deck. They should print um, Jordan's deck. Like those decks, you should be able to go in a store and just buy a really good competitive level deck that's just non foil or whatever. It doesn't have the real rarity of the cards, but it has the things that they're playing. So people can at least like, see what it's like to play with that caliber yeah. of deck, but also see what it's like to play with a deck that's like you're just playing beat sticks. Yeah. And it's actually fun. I don't know if you've ever played a purely skillless deck, but no, it's like kind of <laughs> hilarious, you know? <laughs> you can you can you can have a very, very large number of beers and play skillless decks <laughs> for a long time. It's, it's very fun. <laughs> really, really good time. It would be sick too if there was like a uh if you could even set up like a almost like a tutorial series through like three different levels of demo decks have like your like skill list and then like introduce like a few things and then introduce like a ton of things. And then the step after that is like, okay, now you're ready to like actually jump in and play meta. And yeah, you've been now introduced to all the different things. Let's do it. We're talking about doing the next thing. Let's do it together. I'm down. Sure. Yes. Let's do do a project together. I'll put it on my channel. You put it on your channel and let's help people get into playing the game. Hell yeah. I'm down. Yarush Kanai. That's what <laughs> Goku says when he like has to beat somebody. The translation is like, uh, it's like, I just got to do it. But you know, when he's like in, in English, he's like, if I don't, who will? That's like the direct, the direct translation of that into Japanese is Yarush Kanai. And it means like, I guess I just, I just have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, holy oh damn. This, man, this conversation has been awesome. I feel like we've been talking for like 30 minutes and we're already, I think I'm going to split this actually into two parts. We'll make this like a two part cool. episode because there's so much yeah, like. I have no amazing. idea how long it's been. Yeah, we just hit two hours. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's going to be 420 in nine minutes. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but before we start completely wrapping up, I have to ask you because it's not too often. I, I actually, after Nats, I have plans to bring on some more. Now that Nats is over, I should say, I have some plans to bring on some more, like, I guess, like just solely collectors, people who don't really play, but they're really into like the collector's yeah. world. Part of what mm-hmm. I've done over real, I guess, right before we started prepping for Nats, what I was trying to do was start bridging the gap between players and collectors. And that's probably yeah, going to be my I, plan for like moving forward for, you know, the, cool. the next couple of months I'm planning on doing a few episodes here and there that have collectors on. And I did an episode called collecting one Oh one with top son, Goku. He's like a big, yep. 
I very much enjoyed listening to that. Oh, nice, nice. Okay, cool, cool. So you guys haven't heard that one already? Listen to it. He's also a doctor, isn't he? He is. Yep, he is also a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, super nice guy, but we kind of did like the basics and kind of it was a pretty broad um podcast. Yeah, you guys guys talked about like grading with like BGS and PSA. Yep. Yeah. So now I want to really kind of like really dive into some of the different collectors on like more specific topics and go a little bit deeper now and, and just kind of open up that world to more people. Um, I think that's a great idea. I know you collect, right? I do very, Um, very much. So I have four safes bolted into my treasure trove (laughs) up here. (laughs) (laughs) So is there a card right now that you are like chasing that you are like looking to have like just a perfect copy of? Ooh, I mean, I feel like the grail for everybody is the black label awakened power, but like that's, you know, I, I sent in one of my awakened powers that I thought was a 10 and I got a nine, five on it. Oh. So like, you know, it, it just happens, you. but yeah, but I have like, I have, <clears throat> I have six of them. So, and four of them are tens and then, you know, one is a French nine and then the nine five BGS. I figured it's good to at least have one in a BGS lab, even if it's not a ten. Not nine five is still good. You know, it'll have value in yeah, time. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. But a card that I'm just chasing. You know, I I would love to have a black label Goku and Frieza. Nice. Um, I sent I sent a couple in, and they all came back as nine fives. And oh. the thing that really frustrates me about BGS. Is they are not consistent with Dragon Ball. Oh no! There it's, is it's so no measurable frustrating. way. It's, it's it's really like you know I I have magnifying glasses that cost five thousand dollars that I use to do my dentistry and I I evaluate all of my cards before I send them very very closely. I write notes on them. I take measurements. I have calipers. I do like I don't think that they can evaluate them better than I can evaluate them. Quite honestly, I evaluate them very very closely under. 3.5 optical magnification wow. prism vision. <laughs> that, like that's I'm crazy. <laughs> really looking at this stuff. Very You need to be my middleman. <laughs> <laughs> and I have, I have a degree in this, you know, I have a degree yeah. in art. I yeah. was trained to look at stuff. So I feel like I am observing these things and taking measurements and writing notes. And like, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that like on centering, at least, all the black labels I've looked at, I have one black label Broly that I pulled and sent in and it came back as a black label. Every black label I've seen has the gold ring on the outside touching the border. It can't be outside. It can't be inside. It has to touch the border exactly. And all of those that I've seen, every black label I've seen has that. And the, wait, However, the what, what gold ring? Okay, so if you look at a secret rare mm-hmm. or if you look at a Dragon Ball card, <clears throat> There's a number at the top left corner, right? And that number has a dragon radar that it's inside of. And then outside of that, there's a border. And that border is gold. On the secret rares, that gold border has to touch the corner perfectly. If there's any amount of printing that's outside of that, or if that gold border is not on that corner, I haven't seen any black labels that don't have that gold border exactly like that. So that's the thing that I look for in cards on centering and then you know surface and like edges and corners like you can evaluate all that but like i feel like their bgs is just hitting stuff now for like no apparent reason because they're like oh yeah corners are no good or like surface like 
I'm looking at this stuff very, very carefully, and I don't buy the argument they have. I have eight Goku Frieza's, and I looked at all of them so long, wrote notes on all of them. I have a spreadsheet explaining everything that's going on with each card, and they came back as nine fives. And I'm like, this is crap. And the black label that I saw was not lining up with all the other black labels. So I'm like, where are they? What are they doing? You know, and obviously I'm actually wearing my Goku Frieza t-shirt right now. I just oh, want nice, the card because nice. I because I announced it. Um, <laughs> there's actually a really, really interesting thing about the card, also. I'm gonna go ahead and say that this is speculation. I'm not gonna say that this is fact. Okay. okay. It might be fact, but I'm for the record, I'm gonna say that it's speculation. Joku fact. So Joku fact. Joe fact. Number one. Joe fact. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Joe fact checked yourself. <laughs> so, there are three SERs in the game that have a very, very close art style in terms of the design. Um, if you look at all the SERs, you look at the way they're drawn, you look at the amount of gold foiling they have, you look at like the composition of them, they all look variable except three. Three of them, the line works identical. The amount of gold foiling that's on the card is very minimal. They all look very flat, and they all mimic the style of the guy that animated Dragon Ball when we were kids almost identically. The guy's name is Todayashi Yamamoro, I think. I might be saying that wrong, but I think it's Todayashi Yamamoro. So... I was looking at the style and I was looking at these cards. Peerless Fusion, Gogeta Peerless Fusion, Goku and Vegeta Awaken Power, and Goku Frieza. The three of those cards, if you look at those cards and you look at the art style, there's something that is very unique and similar about those. And that lines up almost perfectly with this guy's style. So I started doing some research on him. And I was like, all right, what's going on? Why would this guy be drawing Dragon Ball cards, right? So this guy started drawing for Dragon Ball around Dragon Ball Z. Or uh, the Broly movie. He, okay. he was the first person to work on the, the original Broly movie. Like yeah, the right, old school right, Dragon right, Ball yeah, Z yeah. movie, right? So he did the Frieza movie. And then he was so excited to do the Broly movie, right? There's this new Broly movie. And he's like all hyped. He's like, finally, I get to do this movie that I started on. And... Toys like, um, by the way, we're bringing Shintani on to do the Broly movie. And he's like, what? And they're like, and you're going to start working on the Dragon Ball Heroes promotional anime. So he basically got like demoted to like DBH because DBH is like not, it's not Dragon Ball Super. Right. Or it's not like movies, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Shintani did the Broly and the Broly movie looked amazing. You know, like it, the, Dragon Ball needed some something to liven it up and bring it on par with the other um animes that are out there these days and i think that was the right decision but we have this really salty japanese guy that is now was like is a legend for animating dragon ball z and animating a lot of you know stuff up to that but now he's working in dragon ball heroes so if he's working at dragon ball heroes that means there is absolutely a chance that he was the guy to draw the pictures for these cards because the Dragon Ball Heroes and the DBS team work together quite frequently. It's why we have so many heroes characters in right. DBS. And then just the, because there's just two teams the same and they art. cycle, they cycle between each other. Yeah, right. the same art, same intellectual property, same you know assets or whatever they call them. But the other thing that's interesting about those cards, those three cards 
are all full body images of the characters, right? Awaken Power, you see the whole body of Goku and Frieza. Go, or sorry, Goku and Vegeta. Goku and Frieza, you see the whole body of Goku and Frieza. And Peerless, you see the whole body of SS4 and Gogeta. There are no other places between the anime, uh, the manga, or just like art that they put up of things where you see the whole body of those characters in those moments. Because the way that they design cards is they pick up a moment from the anime. They say, okay, this moment, this in this episode, at this second, this is the thing that we're going to base this card art off of. And then they draw the art off of that second in the anime. There is nowhere in the animes where you see the whole body of those characters. So those are the only images that are like licensed Bandai, Toei, Shueisha images with those characters, with their whole bodies. Now, if I happen to be right about this, that means that those cards are going to skyrocket once this game blows up. Those are the three SCRs to pick up as collectors, I think, outside wow. of Awakened Power. Huh. Man, that, that's very well thought out, and it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense, actually. Peerless Fusion's like 130 bucks right now. The, the so. price on that card has always been wild to me. Like, I don't know if you've if you've paid close attention to the price history of that card, it's, but it's like it's all gone all over, over. Place. All, all over. Yeah, it was it was down to like eighty at one point. I think it's gone up to like two ten or two fifty. Like, yeah, really variable for like a character that you know, Gogeta is cool, but like he's a GT character, right? right? Like exactly. he doesn't have the same appeal as a super character or a Z character, right? Like the Goku Frieza, that is the like that, that's, that's the moment. Oh yeah, that's the like defining moment of Dragon Ball Super. That's the height of Dragon Ball Super. Is like that moment. That card is going to be one of the most collected cards from the game oh, ever. Um, I've I've sent three yeah. myself into uh, BGS for Goku Frieza. My first one yeah. got an eight, and I was like, "This is garbage." Oh. Uh, yeah, oh. a corner got a seven five, and I can't find anything wrong with any corner. I like dude. <laughs> <laughs> I want to break it out what? and resend it. <laughs> you should. I actually, there's a way to do that. I, I know my trick. My uh, my buddy does it, but I'm just like, oh, I don't know. But then, I don't know. But then you basically are setting 150 dollars on fire. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm like, oh, you know? know, I don't know. So yeah. then I was like, I'm just gonna send another. So I sent another. I got a nine, and I was like, okay, well next time I'll get a ten, right? Eight, nine, ten, and I did. So my yeah. third one got a 10, oh, but nice. I was so mad because it got everything except 9.5 on centering. And I don't know why, but centering is the one okay. that just gets Do you have me. any others that have 10 on centering? Um, Goku Frieza's? No. Okay. So look at any other BGS labs that have a 10 on centering and their secret rares and look at that gold foiling thing I told you about. I'm going to now because I, yeah. I did not know about yeah. that problem with the SERs from Cross Spirits was that the entire sheets that were printed were all cut down by about a quarter millimeter. So every single centering on those cards, according to the way that BGS has graded centering historically, they're off-centered. So it's almost impossible to find a Goku Freeze that has that golden flash in the corner. That's crazy. I have three of them, but I don't think that they'll get tens and like I just want to wait for BGS to not I just want for wait and wait for grading to not be this astronomical investment right now. Yeah, it's exactly. Ridiculous it is ridiculous. You, know, you should Yeah. And it's just like I don't know. The the inconsistencies really get me because I've also seen ones that you can just clearly tell like, oh yeah, that centering isn't a 10, black label. And I'm just like, ow. Yeah, right? 
Yeah, I think they're shooting in the dark. I don't think they. Yeah, it is frustrating. Let's start our own grading company. We'll make a Dude, Dragon Ball I've tutorial. Got, oh my, I say this all the time. I'm like, dog. I feel like I can do this I got better. The, I got the glasses for it, dude. <laughs> you're you're, you're, you're way glasses. ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. We just all we need to do is get a cool little stamp, you know, a, a foily stamp to stick yep. inside that slab. Yep. Here we go. <laughs> we need to get a sonic stealer. Joku style there, grading. <laughs> JSG. Joku grading, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um I love it. Well, sweet man. I think nah, this is probably a good spot, maybe to to wrap this up. You've, yeah, you've hit everyone yeah, yeah. with some incredible knowledge. Um, oh, thanks. This is officially, um, and I mean this actually in a very good way, the longest podcast I've ever done. So, cool. That well, is that is super dope. I've never actually had one hit the big the big two hour mark. So you are the first. Awesome. Um, thanks, man. Yeah. Wow, yeah. what an honor. Yeah, and it was it was sick to have you on. I'm gonna make this like a huge special two part episode. I think everyone's really gonna enjoy cool. it. Uh, there awesome. Anything else that you wanted to mention or get out there before we before we close this out? Uh, I mean, first and foremost, huge thanks to you, man. You just basically gave me your whole afternoon. So thanks for your afternoon. Um, it's very generous of you to give me all this time and let me you know spill my. Uh, brain out into this microphone on my chest shout out to really everybody that i've ever played this game with um really appreciate everybody that i've made friends with you know so many so many cool people and uh to everybody out there that's interested or playing like get out there and play it's a great way to make friends it's a great way to build a community and and don't ever be shy to ask questions. You know, if somebody's going to be a jerk, then they're a jerk, and it's fine. You can ask other people questions. There's lots of really, really nice people. Um, also, you know, to anybody that ever makes content, no matter what you do, there's going to be people that are jealous of what you're doing, and they're going to put negative energy towards you, and they're going to try and knock you down. And that is not their fault. Um, don't get mad at them. Don't take it personally. It's not about you. They don't know who you are. They're evaluating your art and everybody's allowed to be critical of art. They have no idea what you're like as a person. So don't take that personally and just keep doing what you do. And if you're in New Jersey or in the tri-state area and you want to come hang out at Greg's Games at 6.30 on Wednesday nights, I am there every week wearing a really cool hat I have a playmat <laughs> with a picture of my face on it that you can even buy on yourplaymat.com. No, but come through if you're in the NJ area. Um, and uh, Jimmy, I would love to get you in my pants one of these days. Oh, so dude. if uh, I can get you up to New Jersey and uh, slip you into a pair of uh, pants uh, from Pants News, I'll, di- I'll dive be, right in, my guy. Honor. <laughs> Sweet, yeah. We'll get the, we'll get that we'll get that sleeping bag lubed up, and I'll slide into the studio. <laughs> illusion <laughs> the studio <laughs> it's actually a really <laughs> sick series you do I've, I've watched all of them they're they're actually really oh, fun thanks, watches man. yeah yeah for sure yeah um yeah. and if people want to see your content uh i don't know why oh, they wouldn't yeah. already be following you but if they are not yet how do they um how do they catch up with what they've missed out on in life um i have a youtube channel joku dmd j-o-h-k-u dmd uh, if you type that into Google or a YouTube search bar, I will come up within four letters, I think. Um, I have a Facebook group, the Joe Crew Pirate Party. Um, I think I don't I connected it to a fan page and now it's all screwed up or whatever. But um, 
honestly, just DM me. My name's John Ectall. I'm all over the DBS discussion group. I like spam post my videos because that's how I promote myself. Um, feel free to shoot me a message, you know, hit me up. I am always thrilled to chat with people and get them involved in the community and like to get more involved in your discord. I'm just really bad at discord. It's one of my, <laughs> I'm really bad at discord and I'm really bad at, you know, the, um, the suction tubes that you get when you get a cleaning, yeah. the little like hose. I am God awful at putting those in people's mouths. It was like, <laughs> I'm really good at other stuff in dentistry. Like I won a lot of awards. I feel proud of myself. I think I'm an amazing dentist and I, I hold myself to a very high bar, but putting that saliva ejector in and using discord are like, <laughs> I'm not good at that. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm okay with admitting that, you know, uh, I feel like I can't help you with the tube, <laughs> but discord, I got you. I got you. I can, I can show cool, you the cool. way. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. In our Discord, all um, you really have to know how to do is go to the DBS channel. That's where pretty much everyone talks. Sweet, <laughs> that's that's about sweet. it. Sounds good. <laughs> I think I think I dropped some JPEGs in there at some point. <laughs> I'll print them out so I can hold them. Pretend I have NFTs. Oh. Anyways. <laughs> No, man, but it, it really has been an honor to have you on. I've, I've wanted to have you yeah, on so for, fun, for a while. I uh, just never hit you up because I'm a very socially awkward person. And uh, I'm, I'm very good at hitting people up. So. I'm like, and also, by the way, if you do hit me up on any media account, like be prepared. There's a good chance that I might just hit that FaceTime button and like, just like <laughs> see your face. It's like, that's my style. Like, Somebody drops into my DMs and I don't have time to write a message. I'll just smash that call button and be like, yo, what's up? You know, it's easier for me sometimes. So, you know, full disclosure, um, I do like hitting people up. It's fun. I think it's funny. And I like jokes. Oh, I, I, I've been talking about liking jokes. I got to just end it with a joke, I guess. Hell yeah, let's do it. What did the Buddhist monk say to the man at the hot dog stand? The hot dog. A hot dogs. Uh, I did not see that. I don't know what. <laughs> Please make me one with everything. Oh my God. That's it, guys. We will see you next week. There's he hands the guy a $20 bill. Oh, he hands the guy a $20 bill for okay. the hot dog, right? The guy gives him the hot dog, and the Buddhist monk's like, hey, asshole, where's my change? And the guy at the hot dog stands like, I'm sorry, but change comes from within. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> and now we're officially at the end of the spiral. <laughs> well, that is it, guys. Joku, it's been a pleasure. We will talk again soon, my Dude, friend. Sounds good, man. Thank you so much. I got a special order on a pallet of sweets for Jocko. Wait, aren't you Monaka? Monaka's delivery service. Monaka's delivery service. And that concludes Joku's trance. <laughs> The two-part episode. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that. I thought it was a lot of fun and he really brought a, a, just a super dope and unique perspective to the show. Certainly a personality we haven't had before, but definitely was one of the most fun interviews I've ever done. Um, and we've got the videos coming, so there'll be more content coming from us very soon. I'm going to end the show here. I know it was a long one, but I really wanted to try and get as much as I could to catch up over the past few weeks. I'll continue that catching up next week when I drop a episode with special guest and second place national finalist Jared Lopez 
who took Android 16 all the way to a second place finish at Nats. Super cool. It was a really fun interview. I think you guys will really enjoy it. And until then, I'll see you next time. Never go. Got to be boy. Problem going to school every day.